eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today here, post-game edition, the Raiders 24 to nothing. Losers in New Orleans down at the Caesars uh, Superdome. A lot of Raider Nation in attendance. Sorry to all of you. Uh, that you did not get to see your team win uh, as uh, the Raiders moved to two and five, two and five. And so, guys, that's where I want to ask the question now. Uh, of course, we know our good friend and my co-host, Mo Moten, covering the league tonight. And then we'll be on big time duty tomorrow watching for the trade deadline, which happens tomorrow I believe at 5 p.m. or 1 p.m. I can't remember which one. I think it might be 1 p.m., uh, but he'll be watching all of that, and a lot of teams could be active depending on where they're at. The Raiders now, guys, move into a situation where playoffs are way, way, way down the list of what they're going to be thinking about as far as uh, goals for the year sitting at 2-5. and five. Uh, And as such, I know, David, you said before the break you don't expect them to be active so much, but maybe they could be sellers of some positions that we saw Jonathan Hankins shipped off to Dallas last week. Uh, when you look at this team now and where it's at and what assets it has, players that do have some value, Evan, is there anybody you see with where they're at now uh, that you could find on that trade wire come tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock? Well, listen, I'm not saying they should do this, but I was thinking about <laughs> it. Um, it's not something I spent a lot of time thinking about, to be yeah. honest with you. No, but, of course, uh, you don't want to think about last that. last five minutes I've been thinking about it 
Right. What about Josh Jacobs? I mean, he's a guy they're not really tied to for next year. Um, I don't know if, if there's a any kind of cap hit because I, I, I don't know. I'm not a capologist, but um, he's he's played well this season. And I have seen there's been other teams who have been in the market for a running back. When Christian McCaffrey was was talked about as, you know, being on the market, there was a lot of teams, contenders, the Bills being one of them who were, you know, in talks, possibly being interested. Now you're hearing Elvin Kamara is possibly being a guy who's on the trade block. Uh, so you're hearing some running backs that are available. Josh Jacobs is, is arguably one of the Raiders' best players right now. I'm not saying they should do that, but mm-hmm. he's something that might be able to bring back something decent in return. I mean, if they were to do that, I mean, this offense would may completely fall apart. They, they'd have to be 100% sure that they are not going to make the playoffs if they're going to make a move like that. But, you know, he's one of the guys that I think he's going to – he can he can negotiate a new contract with the new team. So I think that could make a little sense um, from a trade standpoint. Well, you bring up a good point because at two and five, the Raiders, I think it's less than a 4% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, and I said la- last week it was like 18% uh, sitting at two and four. So it just continue to continues to go down. And, and, and I think starting this off as poorly as it started this run, these two games on the East Coast, they're staying on the East Coast in Florida all week. Um, I think you look at that because you're right. He's a walk. I mean, he can walk away after the year because they declined the fifth year option unless they do something uh, to, to stop it. But I think, yeah, he's got that value. And David, there's some teams out there who wouldn't mind renting a guy uh, for a playoff run. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe working to sign him. But even if they don't, if you're working to get into the playoffs and make a championship run, uh, you might want to consider that. And I wouldn't say, I know fans will not be happy about it, but I, I would consider Josh Jacobs. What about you, David? Uh, well, I bought a Josh Jacobs jersey a few days after he got drafted, <laughs> so I would hate to see him go. As a season ticket holder, that's the jersey I wear every every game day. Uh, <laughs> so I would hate to see JJ go. And I've, and I've interviewed him a couple times at the Battle for Vegas charity yep. baseball games. Uh, he's a great. I, I, I love JJ. Big fan of the guy. I don't know if we'll see a big name like that get traded at the deadline. I would personally hate to see him go, and I know he's a fan favorite. Uh, but, yeah, with that, it makes a lot of sense how you guys bring it up with that contract ending. And I know that the way he's played this year, I think he's about as valuable as he's ever been through his yeah. career for a yeah. trade. Yeah. So I think, Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think it would make a lot of sense. You'd get a lot in return for him. I don't see it happening, but that, that probably is a name that could make a big splash if they were in the market for him. Yeah, I, I, I would look where you're at, unless you really are planning on signing him next year and have made, have had conversations, whether they have or not, I don't know. We're not privy to that, of course, but I would, Evan, I think you bring it up. It's a great point. We'll have to think about that as we go through the year, but he's the most valuable player that you can ship on the team currently. Uh, and so you're in mode. If you want draft capital, uh, I, I wouldn't even want a player in return. Just give me draft picks, man. Just give me draft picks because right now you're deficient in a lot of areas you're going to have to address this coming offseason uh, as I would do that. Now, you look at the rest of this team. I mean, you look at players who've had injury issues. Um, you know, a guy that we haven't talked about because everybody, he's universally liked and, and everybody wants to see him do well. He got his money in the offseason as well, and that is Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, not involved in the offense either as much. Um, Evan, what are you seeing? Why aren't we seeing Hunter Renfro targeted more, especially with Darren Waller out? Last year when Darren Waller went out with the injury, uh, we saw Hunter Renfro have his best weeks, right? He came in 
and really exploded. That's not happening this time. No, and it's and it's actually a, a big surprise because, well, for multiple reasons. Number one, he's had some really good seasons coming mm-hmm. into this this current season. And when you look back at the history of slot receivers in a Josh McDaniels offense, they've normally been very successful. If you think back to Julian Edelman and Wes Welker, just to name a few, they've been focal points in Patriots offenses. And and so I I think most people thought Hunter Renfro was going to be really, really involved. And, you know, he's dealt with some injuries. I think that has been a part of the problem for him, but um, you know, just, just not, not a factor. And, And so I'm not so sure if it's, McDaniel's just not dialing up, dialing up plays to get him involved or is mm. Carr missing him. You know, um, I'm not one of those tape grinder kind of guys, but I do know one thing. He's a, he's a big time weapon and he's definitely not involved enough. So uh, especially in the game, like you mentioned, Darren Waller's not active. He he's a playmaker, get him involved. Mm-hmm. I think today look, I'm looking at the numbers, one catch on two targets. I mean, I mean, I know everyone offensively had a bad day, but you know, this has been a trend now this season. I don't, think uh Renfro is nearly involved enough as, as he should be no and and David the other thing too is you the Devonte Adams thing today as well too I mean one catch three yards uh t- five targets total um I don't understand I mean we had the problem at the beginning of the year where we talked to Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels and they said yeah we got to target our best player uh when you see the Chiefs play there's not a game that goes by where you see Travis Kelsey targeted three times or get one reception. Now, they, people have shut him down, and he has limited games. Everybody does. Sometimes matchups don't favor you. Um, but I, in some ways, I think that's the most unforgivable thing, is you have a guy like Devontae Adams, top two, top three wide receiver in the NFL, and you're not even throwing the ball to him. Now, again, Carr was under pressure. You understand that. But then it's up to the coaching to adjust the game plan. you got to go to quick slants. you got to do something to get the ball out fast. And we didn't even see that with Devontae Adams today. No, and I think this just goes back to Renfro and Adams combined for, what, two catches for nine yards. Uh, you could say every team has games like this every season, and the Saints aren't as bad of a team as their record dictates. Uh, they're a team who's lost four of their five within one possession. And the Raiders are in the same boat, too. They've lost a lot of close games this year that they were winning last year. The fact of the matter is uh, DC and, and, and Devontae – they had history at Fresno State. We thought the chemistry was already there. Uh, not playing in the preseason at all might have hurt these two a little bit. Mm. And I think that it's it's really disappointing. Not very many people saw this coming, especially we saw the chemistry there. These two have known each other for years. Um, he, neither of these guys are making big plays like they used to. And it's kind of and it's kind of befuddling. I don't know where these two go from here. Uh, every week, you you kind of know Devonte Adams has the talent. Mm-hmm. He can be a big playmaker. But you're right that that play at the end of the Chiefs game was embarrassing. There's no other way to put it. Uh, it's just not what we paid big money for. And to see this happen, you 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 couldn't look. I'm an odds guy. I could have never predicted. I could have never predicted this. No, no one thought a, a two and five uh, start to the se- season was going to was going to happen. Uh, but that's where we are now again. Uh, and thanks for listening to all of us uh, here on Silver and Black today. By the way, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you don't already do it. The chat in YouTube has been going crazy. I can't even keep up with it as well. 
Uh, but but uh, you can imagine what's going on over there. But thank you guys all for watching as well. We will also be back on Tuesday with Mo and myself uh, to do our last, as we always do on Tuesday during the first segment, kind of our last assessment and analysis of the game in addition to uh, any news and roster information going on. Evan, when you look at uh, Josh McDaniels, we talked about it earlier in the show uh, and throughout, uh, and 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 the fact that he's been disappointing. There's no question about it. Uh, a lot of people had concerns. To be fair to those folks who were raising the bell, I kind of poo-pooed that a little bit, saying, well, guys, come on, that was a long time ago. Give the guy a shot. Well, <laughs> through seven games, the sample size isn't that great. Uh, <laughs> my kids are just intruding to the basement. I'm sorry, I love Scott. It, man. That's okay. It's, ha- it's happened to me too. So don't worry about it. Um, that's good. They're, they're not, uh, they're, I just they're, shoot them away. Don't worry. That's right. They're, they're angry too. Cause the Raiders lost, but their mom's a bills fan. So she, they're all happy with mom. Um, but, uh, you look at the Josh McDaniels situation and, and look, I agree with you. I don't think as much as I see people in the chat would like him gone tomorrow. I don't think uh, unless they lose three or four more in a row, then I could see maybe uh, a change happening immediately. But I think, I think Josh McDaniels makes it to the end of the year and gets another year, no matter what happens. Um, but I, I think they might need to do what they did with Nathaniel Hackett and insert somebody. They might need to give him, and he could save face by hiring an advisor or something like that. But clearly what he's doing to prepare this team with his defensive coach, Patrick Graham's doing, it's just not working. It's just not coming together. Something has to change. You can't continue to do the same thing and expect different results. Yeah, you know, I, I sure hope they don't fire McDaniels. Listen, I'm not... I'm not saying he isn't part of the problem, but I, I don't think firing the head coach uh, after you know half a season or even three quarters of a, of a season or even at the end of the year, I don't think that is the answer. We know that lack of consistency at the head coach position has been a major problem for this organization. I would like to see them stick it out with McDaniels, and I hope that is what happens. But again, if you want to look to address the defensive coordinator, I think that would be a place to start if Mark Davis feels that a, a change is necessary. I think you got to look to the defensive coordinator first. Again, I think the head coach needs a little bit more time. Get the guys in, you know, turn that roster over completely. Uh, you know, so uh, I, I think you make a great point about what they what they've done with Nathaniel Hackett in the uh, in Denver. Maybe get him an advisor, someone that he could you know bounce some ideas off of during the game. Maybe help with some game management uh, situations. So I, again, I don't think that you'll see a change at the head coach. No, and uh, Raiders now uh, two and five are last in the AFC West. The Broncos won in London against the Jaguars today, who the Raiders will face next week in Florida. Uh, so we'll see how that all happens uh, with uh, the AFC South. The Jaguars are at two and six, so they are on the same trajectory as the Raiders. Uh, I would have never thought that the Raiders and Jaguars would meet in week nine and have basically the same record. Uh, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, but when you look at that and, and you look at the possibility of maybe some sort of change coming, if that's what they deem, uh, I don't know. I think I think you're still early. You got a couple more weeks before you get past that halfway point and you say, David, that, boy, you know, we got to do something. Uh, but playoffs are not on the table anymore. They just aren't. If you think this team's going to make the playoffs, um, you might be smoking out a little too much because I, the statistics are just so far against it. And I don't see there's nothing that I've seen in the character of this team that says they can rally and go on a historic run. That said, um, what other opportunities could they could they implore, David, to get better uh, bef- between now and the end of the season? 
Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. A few days ago, I thought the playoffs were kind of on the table. Uh, the no, Raiders were coming I in. I agree. The, the Raiders were coming in as a favorite today. Yeah. <laughs> they were a two-point favorite to win this game. And I look at their schedule ahead, and I, and I think, oh, there's some games they could pick up here and there. Uh, the Jaguars are two and six. But again, this is a team that I kind of feel like they're better than their record. They've lost a lot of close games. And Trevor Lawrence kind of got in the way of this team this morning. Uh, th- both of these teams have lost a lot of one-score games. But going ahead to the end of the season, um, yeah, I think they can still uh, win a couple of division games. You you could maybe beat the Chiefs at home at the end of the year. I think fans will be ha- – that's like our playoff game at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I don't think – they lose out. I don't think this is the end of the season. Like they're going to be as awful as they were today. I think the saints were in a good spot at home in a division that they can still win. So this was just going to be a tough game for the Raiders coming in. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, At and, 10 and, a.m. Pacific. Yeah, the 10 a.m. start and all that stuff, that that would explain a, a sluggish start, but, but to not score points at all, with the tools you have on offense, I, I'm forgettable. And I and look, yeah. it it would behoove me to say to to be more optimistic, like you are, David. As far as because for this show, right, to be more successful, it, it's obviously better when things are going well. Same for for Evan's show, right? I mean, we all when things yeah. are going well, people are happier. And believe it or not, yes, people want to uh, commiserate when things are bad. But I just don't see it. I I, I was fooled. Last week and this week, I thought, yes, I agreed with your statement, David. This team is better than its record. And I saw all the, N- the NFL pundits around the league saying they only they've lost by less than six points. They started the broadcast starting that. But you know what? Sometimes you're just losers and you can't win and you don't pull it together. Yeah, sometimes you do because you have the talent. I just don't see anything no, I'm not. This team will not quit. I don't think they will quit because I think they're professionals. I think for the most part, most of these guys have good character, but I just think that something is not melding. Something is not cohesively uh, binding this team together enough for them to accomplish what I think they can based on the talent level. And I think some of the talent was overevaluated. Look, I I don't think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. They have. Well, they are though. Their record says they are. No, no, I I don't think when you look on paper (laughs) statistically, I don't think that they belong near the bottom of the league, Hmm. but you look at the next few weeks they play the Broncos, they play the Colts, they play the Jags. These are some games that they could compete in and they could win. Every year, the Raiders have this awful game. This happens once a year yeah. at least. <laughs> Today was that game, I think. I don't expect... I, don't, I think last year we had a couple bad games against the Chiefs too, uh, but I don't think that they end this season with maybe four four wins, 13 losses. I think they're a little better than that, and I think hmm. they can pick. they can still pick up some wins moving ahead. There, there were some bright spots against the Texans last week and the Chiefs a few weeks ago. 
yeah. the playoffs are a foregone conclusion at this point, but I right. don't think that they finish near the bottom of the league. I think they still win a few games this so, year. So you don't think they'll be bottom five? I don't think they'll be bottom five. No, okay. I think, I think they could pick up a few. We're only halfway through the season, right? They have what? Eight games left. Yep. Ten. Nine games left. Ten, 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 ten games. Yeah. Ten games, ten left. games left. Yep. Yeah. I, I think they, they win. I, I don't think they lose eight out of 10 or seven out of 10. I think they do a little better than that. I just think today is one of those awful games that the team just didn't click. I think David's p- point to the, the saints being in a, you know, a really good spot. You know, he mentioned their backs are up against the wall. And if you look at their division, this is something that I, I spoke to um, Luke Johnson. He covers the the saints for the new Orleans advocate. He was the guest on my podcast. And he, he talked about the feeling in the, in the saints locker room is that they still got everything they want to do right in front of them. I mean, their division is, is, pretty lowly right now if yes. you look at the standings then, so yeah. i think they're uh, they leading felt, the division now right i believe now they are so so and, and this is a team and scott you mentioned it they have good players on their defense they have not performed well to this point which i guess maybe the 31st rank can be a little bit deceiving they do have some good players there they have not done a good job stopping the run this year and they have not gotten after the quarterback well this year those are two things that they did really really well today was get after the quarterback four sacks and they completely shut down that raiders run game and that was without um one of their best players on defense marcus uh Lattimore. So, um, you know, this team is a lot better, I think, than their record showed. But again, you you can't sit here and make a lot of excuses for this Raiders team. They have not performed well enough offensively, was a disappointment today. And and defensively, they didn't get enough stops either. No. And, and, and I see what you're saying. I mean, and I don't disagree. I think, I think you are what your record says you are, but at the same time, do I think the Raiders are going to win three or four games? No, I think they'll win more than that. To your point, David, I think, I think six, seven wins is certainly, within the realm of possibility when we thought maybe they were going to win 10 or 11. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and if you get on a little run, you can do that. So, so I, I don't anticipate that they'll do that. If they can get everybody back healthy, if Darren Waller comes back healthy and they can do it, it's just pretty bleak right now. So I think fans are going to have a hard time until they actually, they got to prove it, right? They got to go out and actually win some football games and play four quarters, which they've been unable to do the entire season through eight games. They have not played a full game. They just have not. Um, They've been lucky like last week where they put together an incredible half and were able to score a ton of points. So we'll see how that all works out, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, and, and we'll be here to talk about it. So David uh, Stepanian, you can hear him on our show as our correspondent, also as our producer, David, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks Scott. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's David and Evan. You can find him at just pod baby. You can find his work also too on sports, not which, which will be increasing. Evan, tell them what you're going to be doing now at sports, not besides bringing over the podcast, uh, just pod baby there as well. Yes. Uh, I'm back home with, with sports, now. So you can find the, the podcast with them, search just pod baby on all the major podcasting platforms. Make sure you subscribe. And, uh, just last or this past week, I was hired as a segment producer, uh, with sportsnot.com. So I'm going to be producing video segments um, across all sports. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, I'm a I'm passionate Raiders and NFL fan, but I've I've also got a lot of passion for other sports as well. Now I get to cover those those sports as well. And we got our first two segments coming out this week. We've got a uh, 
uh, college football preview with the Tennessee Georgia game, that big time game that's coming up next weekend. And we got a college basketball preview. So if oh. you got any college basketball fans out there, yeah, the season starts in just about a week. So um, I'm a big time Kansas Jayhawks fan, national champs last oh. year. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for some of that stuff. I'll be tweeting out all the work being done over there at sportsnot.com. So you might see some things other than Raiders football on my Twitter. David and I as alma mater used to be a basketball school. That was back in the yes. days. That was <laughs> back in the days. That was long uh, ago. Yep. Too long ago. Uh, but all right, Evan, make sure you follow him at egrope 5 as well as check out his work on sportsnot.com. All right, that's going to do it for this postgame show. We appreciate you, everybody, being with you. And for those of you chatting, even if you disagree, totally fine. You want to attack people, you're gone. That's just the way it is. We don't put up with crap on the channel. Uh, but most of you, even if you're critical of us, got no problem with that as well. So thank you guys for all being there. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel. Just hit subscription and then hit the notifications bell. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. You can even say, hey, uh, Echo on Amazon or Alexa, play Silver and Black today. And guess what? She'll play it for you. So make sure you uh, subscribe wherever you'd like to. We certainly appreciate that. Turn on auto-download. That way, all the shows are pushed to you there. We will next talk to you on Tuesday. The podcast will be available first thing Tuesday morning. Mo Moten and I back to put a bow on this stinker of a game for the Raiders. They're 24 to nothing losers to the New Orleans Saints. Record falls to 2-5. and five. Now last place in the AFC West behind the Broncos, who sit at 3-5. and five. For David Stepanian, Evan Grote, and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, I'm Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.